Welcome back to another Gemini talking. I'm Sayana, the Gemini that will be talking, and I'm so glad you're here. Uh, this week we're going to talk about the birth charts of the Euphoria characters. So a lot of people on TikTok especially have so many opinions on what these characters' birth charts look like, and I'm here to tell you with some like backed up evidence what I think that they look like. If you have your own opinions, you can make your own podcast and tell the world what you think their birth charts are, but these are my um, heavily genius astrological beliefs. And I think I I think I did it right, guys. I think I got a good head on my shoulders, and I think you can really trust that I've done the research. So for some of these characters, well, actually just like one of them, <laughs> there's a birth date in place. That's for Rue. We know the day she was born. And then for Maddie, we know approximately the time she was born or not the time but like the day she was born but for the rest of the characters we don't really know anything about their birthday other than the relative year so I made their own little birth charts on my astro.com page and I like played around with the dates the times all of that so that their birth chart could fit what my um, like guesstimation was, but also would be realistic for the time frame. So a lot of people can have all of these like guesstimations of what a birth chart would look like, but some things just like actually aren't possible. So like you can't have your sun in Leo and Mercury in Aries like that. That's just not how the planets work right now. Well, right now. <laughs> The planets just don't work that way in general. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that putting them within the general time frames gives a little bit of a realistic lens on what their birth charts could look like. And also definitely gives kind of context for generational influences on their generational planets. So before I get into the individual birth charts, I just want to give a little ex explanation or disclaimer on how I approach um, rectifying birth charts for made-up TV characters. I think the thing about TV characters is a lot of time they can be very, um, like, things in their personality can be very contradictory, and that happens in real life, too, and in birth charts, too. Like, you can have energies that are screwing each other or opposing each other that feel very contradictory. Um, but also, like, <laughs> if there's just a show with bad writing, not saying that this is necessarily good or bad writing in this show, but there can be a character who just, like, totally acts out of character and that can, like, mess with the perception of what a birth chart is. So I feel like there's just so many possibilities of what each of these birth charts could be and this is just my interpretation of what seems like it fits the most it makes the most sense in my mind but I also feel like you can I can probably come up with a bunch of different charts that look a lot different than the ones I chose and also give an explanation and like I don't know see those ones as valid too so when trying to figure out a birth chart I feel like 
from what I've observed and gathered from like content creators on TikTok or whatever, like other social media platforms, people tend to, (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I'm judging other people or critiquing. This is also something that I have done and I've been trying to like phase out of in order to like be, I don't know, more of an astrologer. I guess this is my practice that I'm trying to build upon and whatever. Anyways, from what I do observe of other people, I think that people tend to guess three random signs where they pick qualities. They might see like a little bit of qualities from a Virgo and also a little bit from Aries and Cancer. And then they just like randomize the big three without really taking into consideration why each sign would correlate to that specific planet or placement in the chart. So when I'm trying to think of these birth charts, I really think in terms of like, okay, why would this person be a Leo sun? Like what, what are they trying, like what, what does that have to do with their sense of self, with their ego, with their relationship to their father and authority, like their expression to the world versus the moon? Like what is their relationship with their mother? How do they view their mother? Um, how do they express their emotions and so on and so forth? And then I feel like the biggest thing while rectifying these charts have definitely been the rising um, because it sets up literally where all the planets go. So I think while I was trying to guess charts for characters who I had like no ballpark of their birth date, I would usually go like sun, moon, I would pick their sun and their moon, and then I would pick their rising. I guess that makes sense. That's how you say them in order, right? Sun, moon, rising. Um, but playing around with the rising is definitely what took me the longest. And then if it if the sun or the moon didn't make sense within the context of the chart, then I would change the birthday. Honestly, I think the biggest thing is like you just can't really choose what the other personal planets would be like it's pretty easy to choose what the sun and moon would be but if you want someone to be born in a certain year then there are like certain dates where each of the planets are you know what I mean so I don't know if any of that made sense but you can't just randomly have like Venus and Leo just because you want it there if it wasn't there that year so yeah I think that's just a little forewarning that relationships to family and um, just like in general definitely make an impact on how I perceive or view a chart so I might make a lot of assumptions on just what I observe from the show and that's all that the show is I don't know these people in real life because they aren't real people (laughs) and this is just an interpretation of an interpretation if that makes sense Also, this show deals with a lot of heavy topics, especially relating to mental health and addiction. And I think that there's a lot of controversy surrounding that and like how astrology might play into that. There's like a lot of opinions there, a way deeper conversation to be had. And I think in context to this, I definitely would never look at a chart or plan out a chart with the intention to include 
the addiction portrayed on screen. However, I think that with addiction, you can break it down to like the causation behind it and the causation might be shown within a chart. And I guess that like kind of plays into mental health too. And I, there's also controversy there with like, you can't diagnose from a chart, which like is true, but also like you can look at a chart and be like, Oh, this is why I have OCD. At least I can do that with my chart. So, um, yeah, I think that when I look at this show too, a lot of parts relating to addiction and drug use hit home and, With my astrology journey, learning about my own charts in relation to my family's charts, I think that there can be a lot of healing and seeing where trauma, generational traumas can play out in a chart. So yeah, I'm not going to just look at a placement in a chart and be like, this is why this person does this drug or this is why this person has daddy issues. But I can look at a chart and be like, oh, this individual's relationship with their father might bring up this within their mind, which might affect them in the world in this way, so on and so forth. So let's actually get into the chart reading. First up, we're going to start out with Rue, my favorite character, my problematic babe. Is she problematic? I don't know. That's up to you and your own moral compass. But I think she's just a teenager going through a lot of shit. And who am I to judge? You know who is to judge? She is because she's Virgo. <laughs> Love my judgy Virgos. Um, we know that Rue was born on September 14th, 2001, because in the pilot, they say that she was born three days after 9-11. And so that automatically like sets up our... Uh, planetary placements for her. So she is a Virgo sun, a Leo moon conjunct Venus. Um, Her Mercury is in Libra and her Mars is in Capricorn. And then the rest of the planets, I guess we'll get to in the context of the chart. So the one thing we don't know is what time she was born. So we don't know what rising she is or how her houses are set up. So lucky for you, I did all the work. (laughs) Now, for Rue and actually like the show in general, Euphoria gives off like major mutable energy to me. So for Rue's rising, I was like, she's got to be a mutable rising. I don't know which one. And I tried them all out. Some of them made more sense than others, but... I think that it would make sense that she was either, um, like her chart would either be ruled by Mercury or Jupiter. Now those planets are kind of opposite each other. They're kind of squaring each other, or I guess those are like two different aspects. But (laughs) if she were to have a Pisces or Sagittarius rising, she would be ruled by Jupiter. And Jupiter gets this reputation of being like, I guess like the party, the party planet, you know, because it's all about expansion and having a good time, you know, learning about new shit, traveling, all that good stuff. I I heard this, I don't know what video it was on, so I don't have any credit or whatever, but kind of the difference between Sagittarius and Pisces um, with this idea of expansion is Sagittarius is always about like looking at, at the horizon. So always looking for the next best thing, the new adventure, the the next boost of serotonin, you know, whereas Pisces is like very boundless and doesn't have a sense of like, 
uh, any boundaries. <laughs> That's what boundless means. Um, but Pisces also has like that stereotype that we will get into of like being involved with drug use because it's this form of escapism um, and need to escape this physical reality and go into new territories of the brain. So I guess when I was thinking of those two being her possible rising, it felt more stereotypical because it seems like this wanting for new experiences would be more of a internal like fulfillment. Whereas I feel like Rue's um, tendency to want to escape doesn't have to do with this Jupiterian idea of like wanting to find the next new big thing, which is more like what um, Jules would, the, the energy that Jules gives off to me. So instead I, I brought it back to um, either Virgo or Gemini rising because, okay, when you're getting sick of this one thing that is feeling so overwhelming, this mercury energy, which can totally get like easily overwhelming because it's like, major busy bee energy. Mercury is about receiving, processing, analyzing, and communicating information. And that process can like go really fast and speed up and create this very anxious, nervous energy. People ruled by Mercury often find themselves to be very wrapped up in their thoughts and I think she is a Gemini rising, not to spoil it all, but um, I feel like this can really have her be concerned about how she comes off socially, like how she communicates, and just also like <clears throat> all the freaking thoughts that are going on in her brain, because she's also a Virgo sun, so that just brings back this Mercury energy. But again, since Mercury is about mental stimulation, this can easily turn into a mind that just doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and a mind that like produces a lot of intrusive thoughts or a lot of negative cyclical thinking that becomes like this big hole of anxiety, I imagine. With all of that, you like go towards the opposite, towards this Jupiter energy, which would calm down this like anxious, um, mercurial side. I don't know if I got the point out that I was trying to, but um, it made sense in my head, so whatever. So yeah, I thought that she could be either Virgo or Gemini rising. So then I started to break it down to the first house being, you know, all about the physical body and the looks. And I think that Rue definitely looks more like Gemini rising to me. Um, maybe I'm just saying that because I'm a Gemini and like, I love her. So, <laughs> but I think, I don't know. I had an idea that she could be a late degree Virgo rising and that could put the sun in her 12th house, which could make sense in some ways, but I think the house placements definitely line up and make a lot more sense with the Gemini rising and just this, um, like her physical period, appearance, her physical experience, appearance, 
appearance. Um, very like androgynous, whatever. I guess, I don't know. I feel like there's, I'm not too great with like the rising, the guessing risings based on looks part because I don't like to like box people into what one rising be would I don't like to box people into what my idea of each rising looks like. If you want to follow along with this specific chart, it's September 14th, 2001, 11.20 p.m. in East Highlands, California. Okay, so <laughs> now that we have a chart set up for Rue, let's finally get into it. So with um, having, in this chart, her rising is at 19 degrees Gemini, and it puts Saturn right on her rising, but it's in the 12th house. So Saturn on the rising definitely just like gives a lot of life lessons to her <laughs> all the time. And these life lessons really shape her identity as a person, which like, I feel like when I say a lot of, uh, like, when I explain aspects out loud, sometimes it sounds like so general because it's like, oh yeah, like <laughs> the, the life lessons that we all go through do shape our identity. Like that is a very true statement that would probably feel true for a lot of people. But in this case, it's just like, Rue's not like other girls. This happens more often to her, <laughs> maybe. Or it just feels like more intense. Um, like these experiences matter more intensely within her life. And in this chart, her Saturn is in the 12th house still. So a lot of this shit going on, even though... Other pe people may see that it's happening around, or actually they may not even see that it's happening around her because the 12th house is very hidden. It's also like very ingrained in her subconscious. So this is like a lot of like karmic otherworldly shit she has going on, to be honest, um, if you're into the woo-woo stuff like me. But um, yeah, 12th house also can have a lot to do with like mental health, um, I get it. I'm a 12th house son. It'd be like that. But Saturn there, it's feeling like there's a lot of restriction. There's a lot of general themes within this chart that speak to trying to figure out how to have control over her life, but also being drawn to these escapist practices that like where she feels out of control. Like, feeling out of control is where she feels in control. And I don't know how that makes sense. Maybe, like, she doesn't understand that either. But, um, yeah, a lot of that's happening within her psyche. And then with that Saturn is making... Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> and her... Okay. <laughs> so her Saturn is making an opposition to Pluto in the sixth house. So all of those like life lessons and like really brutal like things that she has to overcome and face that are like so embedded within her subconscious have a direct impact on her physical life. And this impact is, it can be like quite destructive like Pluto can be. And 
Um, there's like a lot of rock bottoms that she's hitting and hopefully like those metaphorical depths will turn into rebirths. But again, with Pluto, it's like a little bit, well, I don't know. Uranus is more unpredictable. That's where I would put that word. But Pluto, ooh, ow. <laughs> I just got a Charlie horse. <laughs> um, just technical difficulties. Okay, um, Pluto is still like, there's a lot of transformation. Like there's, there's always promise that there's going to be some shift eventually and some big, possibly painful, possibly traumatic transformation in the life. And this not only affects her day-to-day life, like her physical life, it's affecting her routine and her physical body and her health. So that opposition is making this big T-square to her sun. And her sun is at 22 degrees in Virgo. So Saturn, control and authority. Pluto, power and control. And then the sun in Virgo is like this anxious control, this need to micromanage every single detail of her life in order to feel fulfilled or like worthy in some sense. But I feel like when I say that out loud, like that's not how I really see Rue in the world, you know? Like I see Rue, oh my God, okay, (laughs) okay, that makes sense, okay. We don't see Rue to be that in the world because this is happening in her fourth house. So this is like the root of her being. This is her at home. This is her within the privacy of um, (laughs) her home, her house, her with her family, like the closest people to her only see this side of her. And this side is very like obsessive and like controlling, but not like, not controlling of other people. Like Virgo is just much, Virgo is much more like controlling of the self and critical of others in order to like, not in order to, but with an intention to help other people be their best selves too. So I guess I guess the world doesn't really see Rue like that because this is the honestly the the shit that she brings to her life like with the the sun being about the sense of self and the ego I feel like since she's not able to put on this like extremely organized and um well presented like helpful reliable personality that she wants to have instead she leans into that opposite Pisces energy of being kind of a mess like you know not necessarily the best parts of a Pisces more of like the not on this earth and yeah okay so the reason why we're not seeing that stuff is because yeah it's like hidden private in the fourth house in her midheaven in this chart is at zero degrees in Pisces. So the world sees Rue as this messier, um, less reliable version of herself. But also like when Rue's at her best self, the world can see her as someone who's wise, who has been through it all and has a lot of wisdom to share with the world and a lot of creative great messages to share (laughs) at least I hope so because I'm a Pisces midheaven too also with 
the sun being about ego and it being at the apex of this T-square. So there's kind of like this big point being drawn to it. It's at 22 degrees, which is the killer be killed degree. So that's like a lot of like not being able to win. Like it's always a lose-lose situation when it comes to Rue trying to find her sense of self and stay true to it. Um, I also feel like with the sun being about the ego, it might just show that like a lot of the attention is being put on her when she's at home and this can like affect the people who live within her house and I think that's just because like I relate to Gia in some ways so I feel like that placement makes sense within the context of the other characters around her or maybe I'm just projecting I don't really know I feel like I've already spent a lot of time talking about Rue and I've only gotten through her t-square but you know <laughs> she's like kind of the main character right and she's my favorite even despite being a leo moon she's still my favorite i kind of have a thing against leo moons but i feel like her being a leo moon doesn't necessarily make sense like i definitely had to work to make it make sense i feel like sam levinson definitely should have hit me up before giving any definitive birth dates out but I don't know. I guess the Leo, the Leo Moon can make sense. I guess I'm just looking at the Leo Moon from the bad aspects and I'm looking at Rue from good aspects and that's my own bias. But her moon is conjunct Venus in Leo. And this is like a very warm, radiant energy. And it shows that Rue just, like, wants to be loved for who she is. And she wants to find, like, I feel like, okay, a big thing here is she's not finding, like, emotional regulation because she doesn't, like, feel that Leo side of her, you know? Like, I wouldn't say that she's, like, she comes off as insecure, but, like, a Leo moon really has to focus on feeling confident and feeling so like into themselves and proud of themselves and like with Rue it doesn't really seem like she's too proud of herself like she's very she's very like critical of herself with that Virgo energy and she I think along with having those issues surrounding power and control like that's one part of her another part of her has issues with figuring out like how selfish she can be versus how selfless she can be. So Rue, like, really... Well, I don't know. She's not like, I want to be so selfless. But I feel like in her relationships, like, she does want to, like, please her partner. And, like, I feel like at least with her relationship with Jules, like, she's not just, like, thinking about her relation or her feelings only with it. Like, she's... If anything, I feel like she does a lot of overthinking about how she feels and how Jules feels. But honestly, who even knows? Because I feel like Sam Levinson did not do a great job of showing us like any actual relationship growth between them two. Like I feel like we know that they're in love, but like why? Like you see like cute montages of them, but like what do they talk about? I don't know. I don't really see it. <laughs> Her emotional security, this moon part of her, and her love life, her relationships, that Venus part of her, 
is kind of suffering in these two seasons. Like she has a lot to work out. And I think it's because she has a lot to work out within herself. So because those two are both in Leo, like she has to have first and foremost, this beautiful relationship with herself where she's confident and who she is. She knows her worth in order to give that back to other people and and mostly in order to not feel so insecure and in order to not base her self-worth on the opinion of her partner and also the validation that comes from her partner like she needs to be able to have that ability to like feel whole by herself before relying on that outer external validation and you know again that's like true for basically everyone in the world but it's just like more important for her to figure out because she is more susceptible to really basing her self-worth on what other people say or what the people who love around her like feel about her and I think that can be like hard to also think like it's hard to think maybe that's true because like and she's self-sabotaging this whole season. There's moments where she's very nasty to her loved ones. But again, that's like her hitting rock bottom. That's the other part of her personality fighting with, with itself, as all of our birth charts do. And I think that she can fall in this cycle of not being able to pick herself back up after these self-sabotage rock bottom phases because she's so like incredibly regretful and embarrassed of the actions she may have had and you know again I'm not her so I can only assume but I think that because she does have such respect for her loves loved ones and she does rely on that um them the validation of them loving her and caring for her it can make the relapses and the these really hard periods even harder because it's like if I keep messing up like how many chances am I gonna get you know and I think there's a big conversation there around like the conversations she's had with Ali and her mom separately about her being a good person and like her that one time when her mom was like rue you're not a good person like i think that if this is her birth chart like that part definitely would hit (laughs) hit this part of her worth chart really hard so those were like the bigger aspects that i wanted to go over in rue's chart but i wanted to throw some like fun facts about her other planets to just defend why I think they would make sense so she has her Mercury and Libra in the fifth house and this is just definitely like a charming communicator placement like definitely people pleasing in ways and also um like a smooth talker like I feel like it makes her charismatic in times where she needs to be but also in the fifth house I feel like her mind can still be like kind of focused on herself while also staying very like friendly and sociable. Also, her Mars is in Capricorn in the seventh house, and I feel like that can really be seen in um, the scene where she like gets all dressed up and goes to Lori to make a deal. I mean, 
I think that there can be stuff to discuss there because it seems like as if she's like going in to make a deal and make like all these big things happen for her life. But then there's also like the argument of whether or not she was going into that business deal with the intention to actually make things happen or just to feed her addiction, which I think it is kind of the latter, but I don't know, just like that whole scene of her getting dressed up and looking in the mirror and being like, hi, I'm Rue, really gives off um, (laughs) Mars and Capricorn. And then in the seventh house, I feel like it just shows that she often moves throughout life and makes decisions, makes actions with the interest of other people. And lastly, I just wanted to talk about her son again in the fourth house. I feel like it's definitely put there because she finds a lot of her sense of self from who she is from home and specifically her relationship with her father and I think that since it's at the apex of that t-square between Saturn and Pluto like a lot of those Saturn and Pluto big destructive transformational life lessons have to do with her father and how her father's death has impacted her identity on such a deep level So in typical Sayana Pisces Midheaven fashion, I think I'm going to switch it up and um, stop here. (laughs) Sorry to like promise all the characters, but honestly, I have really in-depth readings for like, what, six, seven characters, and this was just one of them. I guess it was the main character, so maybe I had more to say for Rue. But um, I think that's all I can do for tonight in order to get this episode out as soon as possible. So stay tuned for next week because I'll just be giving the rest of the information that I was going to give you anyways. Or maybe this will end up being a lot more heavy on the information and you'll get more content out of it, which is even better. So stay tuned thanks for listening tonight let me know if you agree or if you have any opinions that might sway my mind always remember i'm a gemini and none of my opinions are ever fully set in stone i can always be possibly swayed (laughs) again thanks for listening and i'll see you next week